Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while you're waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. This is a special series, a field guide for Christian leaders. We're reaching back over 1,500 years to bring you a leadership classic from St. Gregory the Great, a week-by-week look at timeless wisdom from the past. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Book 1, Chapter 9. Don't Flatter Yourself. There are a lot of us, and I'm on the list, who have great ideas, but some of the biggest ones never make it out of the mind and into reality. That's not always bad, because we can't do everything. Dorothy Sayers has argued that our ability to make and create is a key part of what it means to be created in the image of God. But she also makes the observation that we need to take our ideas and bring them to reality. That's what it means to have the mind of a maker. She warns against the planning but never doing, and that is the core of Gregory's material for this week. And that brings us to the next chunk. And now, the Lexeme of the day. Cogitation. Cogitation is thinking deeply and intentionally about something. Gregory, or his original translator, seems to draw a distinction between contemplation and cogitation. Well, contemplation is the thoughtful consideration of heavenly things and their application to our lives. Cogitation is the intentional planning of how to do tangible projects. For a woodworker, cogitation goes into figuring out a difficult wood joint. For a gardener, cogitation goes into designing a beautiful, sustainable garden. Cogitating, by itself, does not build the joint or excavate the garden. And that's the danger, isn't it? So let's see what Gregory has to say in this next piece. The Field Guide for Christian Leaders If you desire to have preeminence, you'll find that you flatter yourself with false promises of what good things you plan to accomplish. Those who seek authority with the wrong heart or the wrong motives will find themselves cogitating over the great things they'll accomplish. The selfish motive for such thoughts gets buried deep in the mind, while the surface thought seems noble. The mind lies to itself, about itself, and uses good works to hide the fact that it no longer really loves the things and people of God. It loves the respect and honor of others. It pursues its goal with timidity and false humility. But when the heart's false goals are accomplished, it becomes more and more audacious. That false humility is driven by the fear of, what if I fail? The heart doesn't want to look bad. When the goal is achieved, all pretense falls away. It's easy to lose the religious gloss once we get what we want. That's why when you think about new ideas and opportunities, you should think about the things you've accomplished under the leadership of others. You can't lead others where you have never been. You can't do as a leader what you couldn't do as a follower. If you were proud and stubborn then, you're likely proud and stubborn now. If you haven't learned humility from serving, uh, you won't learn it from leading. If we love praise when it is abundant, or seek it when it is scarce, 
it will be difficult for us to escape the snares of our own avarice and greed. Think back on your life. Consider where you came from and the many times when you couldn't even take care of yourself. Does your craving for power and position match your own helplessness? Remember your own weaknesses and make your mind quit lying to itself. If you're the sort of person who loves others and does good deeds as a follower, layman, regular guy, you'll find that the challenges of leadership, conflict, difficulties, emotional distress, and physical distress can be overwhelming. You'll find that uh, stepping into a leadership role is like piloting a ship easy and predictable on a calm, peaceful day. There are storms, though, that can overwhelm even the most skilled captain. Often the hurricanes of our own thoughts will be the things that drive us where we do not want to go. And add to that the fact that there will always be people to oppose us, rightly or wrongly. No wonder the pressure of leadership threatens to wreck us on the rocks. In the midst of all of that, it will be your job to determine what course should be followed and where the ship is going. A person of virtue should feel compelled to step up and take on the responsibility. Anything less makes you the unfaithful servant in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. On the other hand, if you don't have the necessary virtues, run away. Your evil heart and evil deeds make you like the Pharisees that Jesus spoke about, who won't go in, but who also block the way for others in Matthew 23. No one trusts a doctor who exhibits all the same symptoms as the patients that he promises to treat. And now, it's time to stand before the Mirror of Truth. There it is, Book 1, Chapter 9. When it is done well, leadership looks easy. It's not. With so many pressures, concerns, conflicts, and so on, our action retreats into mere cogitation. And there it ends. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. The paraphrase of St. Gregory's work, along with supporting content, was developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson. As always, our sound engineer is Brick Martin. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. And the closing music is from Javier Cugat, Brazil. Great Ridge Station is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Stay with us on this. We're eagerly awaiting your next visit to Great Ridge Station.